Shut up and sit down. Hi, I'm Corbin. And I'm Katie. And we are the, the Badger Bonds. Two best friends adventuring through the world of lady stuff, one episode at a time. We don't give medical advice, and we don't seek for anyone other than ourselves. We're just recording conversations we'd be having at bars anyway. Hi, friends. Oh. Hello. Hi there. What up? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Guys. Once lo- again, strong it. start to the podcast. <laughs> we're here. Yes, we are. Um, the Iowa Hawkeyes beat the Iowa State. Yeah, but by the time <laughs> Ohio State. Yeah. By the time this comes out, it's gonna be yeah, like long long old ago. news. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I got. Um, I still don't care about the Iowa Hawkeyes though. <laughs> How could you say such a thing? I know. I hate football, so yeah, it's a waste of time. Uh, wow, bold move. Okay. Anyway, um. <laughs> Do we seriously have nothing to talk about? I don't know. <laughs> what else is going on? Should we start over? I'm going to make some chili tonight. Yeah. I made chili last week. Love chili. Mm, okay, here we go. Secret chili recipes. Corvin makes really good chili. Oh. They, I also think I make really good chili. My, I also make very good chili. The key to my chili. Oh, we're going to have to have a cook-off. Yeah, uh, we're definitely going to have to have a cook-off. And then our recording studio will be very interesting after that. <laughs> <laughs> but the, my key... She was I, talking about farts, people. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, Flatulence. farts. Flatulence. Right. Um, should I give away my... Yeah, I'll, I'm going to give away my... My secret to my chili is and I this put is delicious. baked beans in it, which like makes it very... I do like sweet chili and yeah. corn. Oh. Frozen corn and chili is so good yeah, i put corn in my chili too but uh, yeah not baked beans yeah it's very yummy i'm not going to reveal mm. the different cans of things that i dump into a crock pot yeah really that's the best way like that's a good thing about chili right is i'm like, not i'm I, i'm i'm totally gonna reveal because it's just it's ridiculously just, easy to yeah, make the chili these days you don't have to soak beans you don't have to do anything right. you just dump some shit in a crock pot and cook it for a while especially if you have one of them pressure cooker ones mm-hmm. yeah Ugh, i want um, one of those you can have chili in like an hour my mom has one she's made to, okay so my mom is obsessed with her instant pot and she she really truly is but and i would always give her a hard time about it because she would she posts her things that she makes on facebook constantly <laughs> but she made this like chicken masala risotto thing mm. it was freaking delicious and risotto takes a long time to cook too yeah so. and it was good and it's hard to cook yeah but actually it cooked it really well in this um okay wait do you ever do you have an instant pot I oh, do, yeah. Yeah. yeah they have that okay can you can can you like pressure can in them do you know i i think you can know. i think my mom does okay because i really want Weaver. i do need to talk to kim <laughs> Because I really want one, but I need to know if I need to get a bigger one so that I can can in it, or if I can't can, then I'll just get a smaller mm. one. I feel like, yeah. Because Black Friday is coming one, right? up, and I love Black Friday so much. Well, I like it. save up my all my purchases for the year. Honestly, though, get, I mean, get get a big one anyway. Because you're gonna find so many of us, so many uses for it. I know that's true. Yeah, I should. Also, guys, we got a deep freeze, and I'm very excited about it. <laughs> You're so domestic. I freaking the homestead. That's my house. I just love naturey, old timey things. 
It's the best. What do you mean? Like, okay. Oh, oh, canning I, and yeah. Like when yeah. I lived in Pella, like I made my own butter. I don't know. I was I, picturing like I, a like a like a mirror made with tree branches. Or, oh or no, <laughs> I, I'm not creative. But like, I had an electric butter churn. Um, I made my own butter. I can all my own tomato sauce. I like. We wanted to make cheese, but that takes a lot of like stuff, which we didn't have but someday i will make my own cheese mm-hmm. i would like to brew my own beer i think that'd be awesome i will have an, my own garden eventually hopefully residency here's looking at you anywhere with really cheap housing market <laughs> <laughs> i want a yard and i want and i want a garden <sighs> anyway there's always raised beds i know you can if you have a deck you could i know that's you know. true but i like want to garden a lot of things so okay. my anyway. mom makes greek yogurt in her instant oh pot. yeah i've heard a lot of people do that I've got to say that none of those things that you mentioned to me, though, sound appealing to me. Personally, I am happy dumping things out of cans and yeah. popping things into microwaves. But and that's why you can your own, because then you just dump it out of your own cans. Yeah, the problem with that... <laughs> there's, a, there's a problem with that. <sighs> it's I don't even think I need to mention it. I'm fine with just buying the cans. It costs like 99 cents oh, a hy I'm fine with it. I just really enjoy... It's not a hy If you enjoy it, that's, it. Yeah. that is yeah. lovely. Um anyway anyway speaking of no just kidding speaking of enjoyment this is uh our cooking podcast yeah oh also like i hunt a lot so like that part of that part of food too you hunt a lot yeah by a lot like by med school standards but before med school i hunted more what kind of things did you hunt uh deer the most dangerous do you do you go uh, here's here's my question do you not the most dangerous game (laughs) i don't do you go out with a purpose in mind? Or you're yeah. like, I'm going to hunt deer today. Oh, yeah, because you have you like, to because no, you have to you buy have a to, license. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, my gosh. You, that's such a city slicker thing. Yeah, jeez, Dave. Like, you go out, you're, you're, <laughs> no, hunting you. for, you're hunting for deer, and then you see a duck, and you're oh. like, well, I'll just take that. No, you can't well, do that. Well, yes, you can, because well, seasons overlap. Season, but okay. <laughs> depends <laughs> on if it's in the season and you have the tags. This is Katie's hunting quarter. So you, you buy a license, and sometimes you have to buy licenses for different seasons, and then you also have to buy, like, so for deer you have to buy a tag which means you can only shoot so many deer during the season and then for waterfowl you can buy you can hunt so many you can kill so many per day so you have a daily limit and you sometimes they overlap like pheasant season and deer season in iowa overlap so you can but in iowa you shoot deer with a slug and a shotgun and you shoot pheasant with shot and a shotgun and so you have to carry two different kinds of bullets with you also like if you and then you can also shoot coyotes whenever so if you see a coyote when you're peeing like i did one time you can shoot at it anyway (laughs) this is my life um but also like if you're like bow hunting you know that's oh, yeah. a different season but like and you still have to buy a deer tag yeah so and for waterfowl you have to buy like stamps like wildlife stamps it's very complicated anyway yeah. so usually yes you go out but just to cool. go deer hunting or turkey hunting or whatever yeah and it's fun it's very peaceful especially if you hunt from a stand i mean i don't believe in killing things for enjoyment but it's fine <laughs> but i eat all of it i believe in reducing wildlife populations in a natural way there and is a, eating i mean it. There is an argument to be made for like having too many deer out there in the yeah. world that cause a lot of accidents. And also, and it's it's healthier than cattle that are like literally just yeah. I mean, fed it's better for the environment there. actually. Yeah. I mean, using actually, if you just eat your the meat that you hunt as opposed to consuming, mm-hmm. it's actually better for the environment. So there's yeah. that. Do you uh, have have you or anybody in your families ever? brought home a deer <laughs> that they had hit roadkill yeah uh, no weavers don't roll like that 
I don't know. Probably. I mean, I wouldn't be, be surprised at all. All right. There's like a a, a number <clears throat> of hours that are safe to do so. Well, I mean, you have to hit your. I, I think you have to hit it yourself. Huh. I don't think you you'd want to find one. Yeah. Like, because then mean, you I wouldn't have no. You would have no idea when it happened. Yeah, this is true. But yeah. Okay. Anyway. Well, there anyway. we are. I think we've learned. You know, we we started out uh, a little. A little slow, but little we, slow we on the show. Steam. But I have learned something, especially about Katie. Yeah, I. She's anyway. a bloodthirsty killer. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I do. I will. I can. I just put this out there that I am the only girl in my hunting party, and I have the record still for the biggest deer. Really? So get at me. What up? Are you a good shot? <sighs> yeah. <laughs> I am. I actually like am weirdly a good shot. Like I never practice and I still like am really good and You're a natural. I definitely wish I would have done something with that, but Chris, alas, my, my, alas, medicine. I just like don't have it in me. I just don't. And like that's okay. It. I totally am all for that. Christine, my wife. Has I do done like to some... take a walk through the woods though. Yeah. See that's what's nice is like <laughs> okay, here's the cool thing. <laughs> in a slightly less deadly way. <laughs> yeah. In deer season you should wear orange though, just so you <laughs> Just throw that out there. Um, okay, so like when I took hunter safety, which I think should be okay, this is like my own like gun control thing, but I think that like gun safety should be required to be able to purchase a gun in the United States. Like you should know how to do everything with your gun if you're going to be able to have one. And I think it's bullshit that you don't have to. Anyway, but in my gun, my uh, hunter safety. We just course, lost all of our conservative listeners. Oh, give a wow. shit. No, we didn't. Because <laughs> anyway. Um, in my hunter safety class, we were talking about how like you don't have to shoot every deer you see. Like, because we're talking about how like it's so nice to like sit in a stand in the morning when there's like nobody else around and just like look at nature and Drink sometimes some coffee yeah and sometimes a deer walks by and you're like that is a beautiful creature and you like let it go and it's just like it's very fun to like be in nature and just be like observing it that's right well, you just wait until the like wait until the the an uglier one comes by exactly. and shoot that one yeah or like i mean that's one thing is I don't appreciate, you know, I feel like if you're bow hunting, there's a little bit more sport in it (laughs) than like, I mean, it's really not that fair sometimes. Have you shot a bow? Yeah. I actually used to shoot bows a lot, Okay, but not at animals. Okay. Um, yeah, I have my own bow actually. Um, but yeah, I don't shoot that. Tell us about the bow. What, tell tell us something about the compound bow. Yeah. Yeah. It's a compound bow. Um, it's pretty nice actually. Uh, I really enjoy shooting bow. Actually, it's a lot of fun. It mm. is fun. Mm-hmm. Um, it does actually take a lot of skill, mm-hmm. and yeah. But I don't shoot animals because, like I said, I don't agree with killing things for fun. But I have this, and I don't really have it. Like I can't look at an animal and be like, "I'm going to kill that." Which, in that case, maybe I should stop eating meat because yeah, part of I me mean, feels like if I'm not willing to this. kill something by myself, like maybe I shouldn't. Can, yeah. you know what I yeah. mean yeah I think it's like very I like totally I mean granted I was raised this way but like there's something very good about knowing where all of your food comes from yeah. well okay so here's the thing <laughs> I grew up on a farm I know where my food comes mm. from I've been around animals being slaughtered right. like my dad's a veterinarian I like am not naive to this fact. yeah no I know so you know my brothers are hunters I've seen the whole process go down. I've been involved in that kind of thing. Right. It's just not for me. So no, that, and that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying like people who like only buy meat at the store and like kind of refuse to think about the reality. Like I think yeah. you're, what you're saying is true. Like if you like understand the reality and like you're either okay or not okay with it. Whereas like I mean I'm obviously okay with it, but I also like to know where all my food is coming from. Yeah, I mean, you and have like to be- geographically too. Like yeah. I like the fact that like all because my father-in-law is a dairy farmer so like all of our beef comes from their house 
And so like I know geographically like where all of my meat is from. Not me. Not me. I don't know. I can have some Costco. I thought I for a long time I thought uh cows were basically little styrofoam trays with uh <laughs> with some yeah. meat in them. But what do I know? Yeah. Anyway. Right. It's been so, eye opening moving to Iowa. The topic at hand. We gotta get to work, people. Yeah, we, we got do. an episode that was to a make. Lot of- <laughs> That could be like a mini This is episode. not a hunting podcast. Uh, anyway, today I'm going to talk about reproductive coercion. Do you guys know what reproductive coercion is? Yes. Uh, Dave, do you know what it is? I, I, don't, I don't think I do, no. So, is it's actually a form that... of intimate partner violence. Oh. Yeah. So, what did you, what were you about oh, to say I was, before I cut you off? I guess I was going to say something along those lines. Like, I'm forcing you to have my children? Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, that's a form of reproductive coercion. Um, it can also be forcing you to not have my children. Oh. Um, so there are many forms of intimate partner violence. And um, one, I think, a form that we don't talk about a lot, but is actually incredibly prevalent is reproductive coercion. So um, the American College of Obstetrician and Gynecologists have a committee opinion actually on reproductive and sexual coercion. And they state that um, reproductive coercion is related to behavior that interferes with contraception use and pregnancy. So it could be contraception uh, sabotage. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Pregnancy. The, hole, the old hole in the condom or the hole mm-hmm. in the rent. Right. Yeah. Or, Throwing out your pills. Right. Yeah. Like, because we were talking, we talked about that on previous episodes about like how depo, the shot depo and like IUDs are like good for this kind of situation right. because not, other people can't influence them right um yeah and i'll talk a a little bit more about that later but that's um kind of harm uh we consider that to be uh harm reduction strategy Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because ideally you end the relationship but of course that's not always possible and Mm -hmm. that's not always what the patient desires um in that moment so you try to minimize harm by basically you know Using a form of using birth a form of birth control that can't be tampered with, mm-hmm. um, pregnancy coercion. Yeah, so just like being like, I'm going to end this relationship if you don't get pregnant, or you know something or like that. I would say using pregnancy to keep someone in a relationship too, or using pregnancy to keep someone in a relationship. Yeah, um, pre- pregnancy pressure. Um, also, um, forcing someone to have an abortion is also mm-hmm. reproductive coercion, or forcing someone to terminate a pregnancy, or forcing them not to yeah also yeah so it can take both ways um there's also sexual coercion which is pretty closely related to reproductive coercion so um acog defines this as sexual um it's a range of behavior that um, a partner may use related to sexual decision making or pressure um to coerce a person to have sex without using physical force so not like physically forcing yourself on someone but saying if you don't have sex with me i will break up with you i will Um, tell your so-and-so this right yeah Mm -hmm. um intentionally exposing your partner to an sti is also reproductive or sexual coercion Mm -hmm. also um refusing to use condoms is a form of uh, sexual coercion which i don't know if you guys remember a while back when there was this thing going on on the internet or that guys were doing it was called uh ghosting oh, or whatever no it's not ghosting it it's um i do know what you're talking about they like take off a condom like, yeah under the radar during sex yeah, yeah what's that called so that um, would be a form of sexual co- coercion um because I, which is so sketchy 
stealthing. Stealthing, stealthing that's yeah. what it's called, yeah. Stealth. Oh, ghosting is when you just leave. When you and, stop yeah. talking to somebody. Okay. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Which, which I is mean, what I you should do if someone does that to you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You should ghost them for sure. Yeah. No, I mean, I mean, I thought about like if my partner did that to me, how like violated I would feel. Yeah. It's oh, like, yeah. because, you know, you have like, agreed upon terms of like how this is going to go. Right. You know what I mean? Or you and, should. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, so I think a lot of women aren't necessarily like aware of the fact that like this is a form of mm-hmm. v- like domestic violence, essentially. Mm-hmm. Like this is, emo- you know, abuse. And um, it's important that people know that like y- no one has the right to tell you what kind of birth control you're going to use or how you're going to use it. Nobody has the right to tell you um, what you're going to do with a pregnancy, mm-hmm. um, even if they are your partner and if they are giving you ultimatums regarding that pregnancy or regarding your birth control use that's also you know that is abuse um so the scope of the problem is pretty um pretty big so globally 30 percent of women over the age of 15 years old have been victims of physical or sexual intimate partner violence in their lifetime 75 percent of victims of reproductive coercion also report other forms of intimate partner violence in their relationship um so you could use that as a marker for, like, is there something else also going on? 45, uh, 46% about a female's disclosing physical abuse of by an intimate partner. Uh, in a, intimate partner also report instances of forced sexual encounters by their partner. Um... 25% of women who report physical or sexual intimate partner violence also report instances of pregnancy coercion. Um... And this is something that's, I think, kind of interesting. Adolescent girls are 3.5 times more likely to become pregnant if they're involved in relationships with intimate partner violence than Mm. without. So for adolescent girls, being in an abusive relationship is a risk factor for unintended pregnancy, which I Mm -hmm. think is pretty striking. Mm -hmm. A big risk factor. Yeah. Um, Yeah, and there are different, like... There are different roles for physicians to step in and address. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask yeah. you. So a lot of it has to do with screening. And so I actually, um, there are these cards. So Futures Without Violence is an organization that kind of trains and educates providers as well as just the public about intimate uh, partner violence. But they also, um, they create these cards basically that are used as a screening tool at clinics, mm-hmm. um, basically educating women about what reproductive coercion is. So they say things like, if your partner checks your cell phone, you know, or text, um, this is a form of, you know, reproductive coercion. If you have an STD and you're afraid that your partner will hurt you, or, um, so, and, Studies have actually shown that um, women who are educated about intimate partner violence were more likely to report ending a relationship because they believed it wasn't healthy or they felt unsafe regardless of whether they actually disclosed that um, that abuse to their healthcare professional that educated them about it. So that's kind of interesting to me. Like just regardless of whether a woman will tell you or i guess a woman or a man because obviously women are only Mm -hmm. uh, the only victims of intimate partner violence but um so the victim will 
tell their healthcare provider about it, they still, you know, that education means something. Right. So education is a huge thing. Which is encouraging as a pro, like as a future provider that like, even if my patient isn't telling me like I can still help them. Right. I mean, that's good. Yeah. Um, so there are also harm reduction, you know, methods like we were talking about earlier. So, um, one thing that providers can do is they could give it an IUD and cut the strings very short, Mm -hmm. um, so that the partner would not know about that IUD. Mm -hmm. Um, I I don't think you even need to cut the strings abnormally short, right? Because like you can't, unless you're looking, I mean, if you're looking with a speculum as a partner, there's more than just that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's not. That's yeah, more... I mean, but some people claim they can feel it, but, you know, who knows? I don't know. Yeah. It would be... But you have to wonder <clears throat> if people who only know about it can feel it. I think it w- as it a would... precautionary measure, it seems yeah. like a good idea. Yeah. And it would also probably alleviate any... Stress. Any stress Yeah, yeah, it. yeah, for sure. Um, impl- the next planon implant mm-hmm. is also a good option for that. The, the implant that goes in your arm is progesterone only. Highly effective and also not really noticeable to anyone who... Doesn't know it's there. Doesn't know it's there. Mm-hmm. Um, Provera, which is the shot uh, that, that you would get every three months. The only barrier, of course, is having to get every three months. Right. Um, uh, emergency contraception, too, in the case of when someone, you know, has had an instance of, like, knowing that their partner poked a hole in a condom or, mm-hmm. you know, something like that. Um, or they were forced, they were raped by their partner or... Mm-hmm. Um, so emergency contraception is off and like we've talked about earlier, a pair guard is a form. Of, so the copper IUD is a form of emergency contraception that, um, can be inserted up to five days mm-hmm. and be so effective. Yep. Um, and then of course the pill as well, plan B pill, mm-hmm. which is just a bunch of hormones. Yeah, it's like a supercharged birth control Pro, pill. Yeah, progesterone. Wait, have we talked about emergency contraception before? Not as its own episode. Okay. We've talked well, about we it in should, the contraception episode. But yeah. just to like cover our bases. So emergency contraception, like the the pill kind, like not a pair guard, but the other kind, Um, it doesn't, it's not abortive. So yeah, it, it prevents, prevents ovulation. So yeah. it doesn't prevent a pregnancy if, if fertilization has already occurred. Yeah. So to all those Republican Congress people who say that it's abortive, they're lying and they do not know what they're talking about. Yeah. Basically, it's just a really big dose of progesterone, which negatively feedbacks and feeds back and cause basically stops ovulation. Right. Um, The copper IUD. Which is why it's better to take it closer to the incident. Right. Because it, it reduces the amount of time that you could have ovulated essentially yeah yeah um the copper iud yeah is a little different um but and that it's five or seven days and now i can't i think it's five i think it's five Mm -hmm. um yeah so which is actually the most effective form of emergency contraception right and you can keep it for 10 years yeah why not it's just like another thing that people have to deal with and it's so stupid it makes me so angry people the 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 power thing People use power against each other in so many different. Oh yeah, for sure. So many different ways. Yeah. I, you know, every, I guess everybody knows that, but it's um, you know any 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 opportunity that one person has to like lord it over another person, yeah. you know, you're gonna they're gonna take it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's disgusting. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I think that like reproductive coercion probably happens a lot more than we think it does. And mm-hmm. it's probably even very frequently in quote unquote normal healthy relate quote yeah. you know what people mm-hmm. see from the outside is healthy relationships where mm-hmm. they're like are we gonna have a kid like we need to have a kid right and i don't know you just see it in society there's this like law and order svu episode of this guy impregnating all these women oh, yeah. as like a form of control over them it's mm-hmm. like super creepy it's john stamos who's Classic. the reproductive coercer <laughs> creating all these babies with all these women he's like all my children but anyway um yeah so it's super creepy and really wrong so i mean i'm gonna put some resources because if you feel like you're in a relationship where this might be happening um there are definitely resources for you um so i'm gonna put some resources in the show notes show notes um she just pointed she put down. It down like it was YouTube. <laughs> yeah. In the show notes. I've been watching too much uh, Vlogbrothers. The doobly-doo. Um, <laughs> How did the doobly-doo become a thing on YouTube? I don't it's know. from Wheezy Waiter, I think. Oh, okay. I literally uh, do not know what just happened the last 30 seconds. I do not watch it's a, YouTube. It's a YouTube. You need to watch more YouTube. You need to watch more I don't have time YouTube. for that. Um, Make time. It's okay, important. Well, it's, important cult- it's an important cultural thing. Yeah. I know we got time for that. Yeah, and there are like different state resources too. Yeah. Um, and you can also re- reach out to your healthcare provider. Yeah. That's the one thing I was going to say is I think like any future healthcare or healthcare providers um, listening to this, I think it's like important to realize that like sometimes we're the only people who know about this and that it's like important to get educated on how to deal with it and i think as i don't know i feel like in med school it's like we don't do a very good job at like educating med students about what resources are in their communities which in one way is like kind of okay because what's the odds we're all going to work in iowa city not very good but in another way is like kind of does us a disservice because it would be good for us to know what kind of services are out there and iowa city has a lot of them and so um, but I just would encourage you to like know what services are available in your community and know like how to screen for these things and what yeah. to do if someone discloses to you. In most cities, there will be some sort of, um, like organization Yeah. that, um, for instance, in Iowa city, it's DVIP domestic violence intervention program. program. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Oh, speaking of which, I should give a shout out. So um, the College of Medicine, we have learning communities and the McCowan learning community, which is when I was in, they do a domestic violence intervention program bench press, mm-hmm. um, which is coming up in November. I can't remember the exact date, but if you're in Iowa City and you would like to help support DVIP in Iowa City, you should sign up for the bench press and go, uh, yeah. you know, your registration money goes towards uh, DVIP and, and then you get to like compete in a bench press. It's really fun. It's like very, I like literally never lift weights or exercise ever and i lift weights every year at this and it's really fun i uh i sign up to do it and i never do it and just take the shirt which is <laughs> which what is i did fine, last year when i did when i didn't even it's live a, here just a donation exactly i yeah that's how i do it um there's lots of free food too so you should come uh but what else is there anything else we want to say about i mean it sucks and i think it's good for people to know the numbers and yeah. I think it's good for us to be aware that it's a and problem. And, like, know that it's a thing. And also, like, I, Corbin said this, but I just want to, like, reemphasize, like, it's, this is one way, especially in which women are not the only victims. Like, right. there is definitely a lot of ways 
that men can be victims of this kind of domestic partner violence and and in like same-sex relationships oh yeah for sure you know also problems Mm -hmm. so and i think it's it's good to be aware of that and um if if you need help there is lots of people that you can reach out to um but yeah um so uh don't forget that like next next week i guess we're gonna be doing the why we love being a woman or why we love being femme or the femme whatever sort of presenting feminist part of ourselves um so be sure to tweet at us or email us yeah Uh, the other thing we're gonna do in a couple weeks is we're going to do another book club yep um and we're gonna be reading hunger by roxanne gay Mm -hmm. so uh we didn't tell Dave this because we were texting about it during this episode, but <laughs> wait, you were texting each other right now. Yeah, yeah. We said, what, what one should we do? Cause we didn't decide. And so we decided anyway, but Damn, yeah, that's efficient. I know. Yeah. We're good. We're med students. We're efficient. <laughs> we're really good at listening to information and texting at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's anything, millennial. There's anything M1 year taught me. Oh, we're being clueless. <laughs> you guys are like making decisions. It's fine. Uh, but yeah, so we're going to read it and we're going to talk about it and it will be awesome. Woohoo. Um, so give us five stars on iTunes. Um, give us a little rating. Give us five stars on Facebook too. Why not? Do My it. mom did. Do it. You can too. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> I sh- I probably should do that. Like I feel like I don't know. Is it like a conflict of interest for me to rate my own podcast? Fuck it. I think I it's know. it's thing. I think it's fine. I think we're pretty great. Um, and then okay, so yeah, tweet at us on Twitter at the Vagabonds. Follow us on Instagram at the Vagabonds Pod. Email us the Vagabonds Podcast at gmail dot com. Yeah. Uh, I think that's all our things. Oh, we have we have groups on Facebook, a group and a page on Facebook. So uh, hit us up there. Talk to each other. Um, you guys can post stuff you love about being a female or femme presenting on Facebook too. So uh, yeah, do that. Uh, yeah. And one else? day we're gonna be better about posting on Instagram and Twitter and stuff. Yeah, we are. <laughs> we're we're gonna get there someday. We're gonna post a picture of us recording this episode right now. Yep. It'll be great. Okay. Bye. I'll talk to you later.